right, well, good evening, everyone. I'm glad to have you all back out with us this evening as we continue our study through the book of Numbers. Uh, and tonight we are, are picking up after a pretty lengthy chapter uh, in Scripture. Uh, so tonight, if you will, if you haven't already, turn with me to Numbers chapter 8. Uh, Numbers chapter 8 is where our area of study will be tonight. As I said, we just are picking up after 89 verses, and we will look at uh, just 26 verses here, Numbers chapter 8 tonight. So before we begin our scripture reading, would you go to the Lord in prayer with me? Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for this Lord's Day that you have blessed us with, Father, this opportunity to come back tonight and to Look at your word even more deeply. Father, would you grant us grace tonight that as we look at the scriptures that you would open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your law. Father, grant us wisdom tonight as I speak and wisdom to those that hear that we may be able to uh, comprehend that which you will say to us this evening through what you've already said in your holy word. And we ask all this humbly and boldly because of Christ who is our all-sufficient prophet, priest, and king. It's in his name we pray. Amen. All right. So Numbers chapter 8, and we'll uh, start in verse 1, and we'll actually read uh, down through the whole chapter. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and say to him, When you set up the lamps, the seven lamps shall give light in front of the lampstand. And Aaron did so, he set up its lamps in front of the lampstand as the Lord commanded Moses. And this was the workmanship of the lampstand, hammered work of gold. From its base to its flowers it was hammered work, according to the pattern that the Lord had shown Moses, so he made the lampstand. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Levites among the people of Israel and cleanse them. Thus you shall do to them, thus you shall do to them to cleanse them. Sprinkle the water of purification upon them, and let them go with a razor over all their body, and wash their clothes and cleanse themselves. Then let them take a bull from the herd and its grain offering of fine flour mixed with oil, and you shall take another bull from the herd for a sin offering. And you shall bring the Levites before the tent of meeting and assemble the whole congregation of the people of Israel. When you bring the Levites before the Lord, the people of Israel shall lay their hands on the Levites, and Aaron shall offer the Levites before the Lord as a wave offering from the people of Israel, that they may do the service of the Lord. Then the Levites shall lay their hands on the heads of the bulls, and you shall offer the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering to the Lord to make atonement for the Levites. And you shall set the Levites before Aaron and his sons, and shall offer them as a wave offering to the Lord. Thus you shall separate the Levites from among the people of Israel, and the Levites shall be mine. And after that, the Levites shall go in to serve at the tent of meeting, when you have cleansed them and offered them as a wave offering. For they are wholly given to me from among the people of Israel, instead of all who open the womb, the firstborn of all the people of Israel, I have taken them for myself. For all the firstborn among the people of Israel are mine, both of man and of beast, On that day I struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. I consecrated them for myself, 
And I have taken the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the people of Israel. And I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and his sons from among the people of Israel to do the service for the people of Israel at the tent of meeting and to make atonement for the people of Israel, that there may be no plague among the people of Israel when the people of Israel come near the sanctuary. Thus did Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the people of Israel to the Levites. According to all that the Lord commanded Moses concerning the Levites, the people of Israel did to them. And the Levites purified themselves from sin and washed their clothes. And Aaron offered them as a wave offering before the Lord, and Aaron made atonement for them to cleanse them. And after that, the Levites went in to do their service in the tent of meeting before Aaron and his sons as the Lord commanded Moses concerning the Levites, so they did to them. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This applies to the Levites from 25 years old and upward. They shall come to do duty in the service of the tent of meeting. And from the age of 50 years, they shall withdraw from the duty of the service and serve no more. They minister to their brothers in the tent of meeting by, keep, by keeping guard, but they shall do no service. Thus shall you do to the Levites in assigning their duties. All right. Well, as I said again, we are looking at Numbers chapter 8, this chapter uh, where we see uh, the cleansing or the consecration of the Levites uh, to the Lord here. And tonight I just kind of want to break down, I just kind of want to go through this passage in sections, and then we'll get to explain what's going on here, and then we'll get to some things I kind of want to bring out there at the end uh, before we close. So, in our opening verses, in verses 1 through 3 of this chapter, what is taking place uh, in these verses, is God is speaking to Moses here, and he commands Aaron through Moses uh, how the lamps should be arranged uh, concerning the lampstand. Now, the lampstand that we see here in our text, we will actually find described uh, in great detail uh, in Exodus chapter 25, uh, verses 31 through 40 there on uh, Mount Sinai, but uh, due to time, we won't uh, read that passage there, but if you want to, you can go there and look, and you can see the lampstand being described on how it looks and how it is built there. Uh, but the lampstand in and of itself uh, in our text could not give off light, okay? So it had to have uh, the lamps. So Aaron was commanded by the Lord through Moses to arrange the lamps to face forward the front of the lampstand. And by doing so... Because of the way the lampstand here was placed in the tabernacle, the lights from the lamps would bring illumination to the rest of the tabern to the rest of the tent, and specifically uh, for the table to show bread in front of the lampstand and the altar of incense to the left uh, of the lampstand. And so, this picture that we're getting here is quite uh, interesting because we are seeing represented here the Lord's. Uh, face to be shining upon uh, the 12 tribes uh, and their offerings here uh, in these few verses. Uh, the, the, the bread here is just the offerings that were uh, given by the 12 tribes uh, here. So that is what is taking place in the, in the introductory verses uh, of our passage. And we go on, if we look at verses 5 through 22, which is a major chunk uh, of our text, uh, we see here what's happening is the cleansing 
in the dedication uh, of the Levites uh, to the Lord. Now, in verses 5 through 7, uh, the Le- we see cleansing and the sprinkling of the Levites here. Now, unlike the priests, as we've read uh, in previous chapters, uh, the Levites did not offer uh, sacrifices for atonement, uh, dedication, or fellowship with God. But because of that, uh, their service to God was also very much valued and important. Uh, their work of practical service, if you will, uh, also included, like the priests, dedication uh, and consecration uh, to the Lord. Now, this sprinkling of water of purification uh, that we find in our text was a ceremonial cleansing uh, of sin, okay? It was a ceremonial cleansing of sin. So they were sprinkled with water of purification, and they were to also shave all their body uh, as also a part of their consecration uh, to the Lord, which symbolized uh, their purification. And as we looked at it back in Numbers chapter 6, uh, there where the, Na- where the Nazarites' heads were shaved, right, at the end of their vow, the Levites shaving their, all of their bodies, just like the Nazarites, showed their devotion uh, and dedication to the Lord. Okay? Now, moving on, in, in verses 8 through 15, our text. What we have uh, taking place here is the continuing of this dedication of the Levites, and what we find in verses 8 through 15 uh, is that dedication being carried out through sacrifice. Okay? Now what's taking place here is a bull is being sacrificed. If we look at verse 8, then let them take a bull from the herd and its grain offering of fine flour mixed with oil and you shall take another bull from the herd for a sin offering. Okay? So there's bulls being sacrificed uh, here. And what the whole congregation of Israel is supposed to do here is they are laying their hands on the Levites as these bulls are being sacrificed. And in doing so, what is happening is as they're laying their hands upon the Levites through this sacrifice, uh, they are doing so in means of blessing them and praying for them and their dedication uh, to the Lord. And this would be a very clear sign, not only to the Levites, but to the nation of Israel as a whole, that the Levites uh, were not only servants to the nation, but servants to the Lord himself. And so once this had been done, in verse 15, verse 15, we see this mention of a wave offering. We also see this in verse 11 uh, as well. Now, what is a a wave offering? What uh, what are we looking at when we see uh, this phrase of a wave offering? Well, a normal wave offering uh, basically presented something to God. Okay, it presented something to God like a portion of bread or portion of meat, which communicated the idea of them saying, God, this is yours, okay, this is yours. And so the children of Israel basically here came before God and said, God, these Levites belong to you. These Levites belong to you. So that is what is taking place in this wave offering here. 
okay? Israel is saying, Lord, the Levites are yours. Now, in verses 16 through 19, in just these three verses here, the Levites are regarded uh, as Israel's firstborn given to God. Now, again, here we have already looked at in Numbers chapter 3, where the Levites belong to the Lord in exchange, if you will, uh, for his deliverance of all the firstborn sons of Israel uh, in Egypt. But not only, not only has the Levites been set apart for the Lord and for his glory, but verse 19 tells us that they have been given by the Lord to Aaron and his sons as a gift. So not only were the Levites set apart for the Lord, but they were the Lord had given the Levites to Aaron and his sons uh, as a gift for helpful service, okay, and benefit to them and the priests. Now in verses 20 uh, through 22, what we find here is, is really a beautiful uh, part of this text. Um, what we find here is we see that after God has told Moses and the children of Israel to perform these dedication ceremonies for the Levites, they did them. And not only did they do them, but they obeyed God and did these ceremonies just as the Lord commanded them to do when they did them. They were faithful in their obedience to do so. I just thought that was a beautiful portion of this text. Uh, such a beautiful picture of faithful obedience. And now coming to the latter part of our text that we have read, we come to a portion of where the time of service for the Levites uh, is explained in verses 23 uh, through 26. Now, this is an interesting uh, portion uh, of our passage because according to Numbers chapter 4 and 1 Chronicles chapter 23, uh, the time of service for the Levites begins at age 30. But in our text, uh, we are told that the age of service starts at 25. Um, now, there is a lot of really good speculation here. And honestly, uh, we don't just have enough time to, to go into all of that. Uh, but I will just give you a few. Um, but one thing we need to remember uh, is that this passage is out of chronological order, okay? And so some commentators believe that the age could have changed sometime after Nadab and Abihu when they had offered strange fire sacrifice uh, on the altar. Uh, some believe it could have changed... Uh, after that, and we, of course we know what happened to them, they were struck dead immediately. Uh, and there are some who believe that uh, the age uh, was still 30, but their formal training uh, began at the age of 25. So there was sort of this apprenticeship, this five-year apprenticeship. So those are just a few uh, of the speculations there uh, that, we, that commentators have come to. Um, right on, but feel free to go back and study that on your own to, to look at all the speculations there. Uh, they're really interesting, uh, but moving on, we'll just go with according to our text, we see that the Levites were to serve from the age of 25 uh, to 
50. And since much of the work involved a lot of physical labor and hard work, uh, they were to cease from doing that type of work uh, at the age of 50. But there were still some things that they did even after that. Uh, because as we read uh, in our text, they were uh, ministering, if you will, uh, to their brothers uh, in the tabernacle. And no doubt they passed along many years of experience uh, to the younger uh, generation uh, as well. So that is just a, a rundown, uh, just a short explanation uh, of our passage and what's going on here. Now, some things that I want to look at and things I kind of want to pull from our text this evening that I think will be edifying and, and beneficial uh, to us all uh, are really just some profound truths that uh, I didn't really notice first glance at reading this passage and studying it, but uh, as I studied and continued to look at it, these are really just uh, profound, uh, amazing truths here. Uh, so the first thing I want us to look at is in the introductory verses uh, of our text. So verses 1 and 2, and I'll, I'll read those again. I want you to listen to how uh, verses 1 and 2 are read here. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and say to him, When you set up the lamps, the seven lamps shall give light in front of the lampstand. Now, I want you to notice with me in these verses real quick that in verse 1 we see the Lord speaks to Moses. The Lord speaks to Moses. And then Moses speaks exactly, not only exactly, but he speaks faithfully what God has spoken to him, to Aaron. Okay, so the first thing I want us to see here tonight is Moses presents the word of the Lord to Aaron faithfully. Moses presents the word of the Lord to Aaron faithfully. And friends, I think what, what we see here is just a beautiful and amazing picture of what we should see in the life of the church. Of what we should see in the life of the church. Moses here, Moses being God's man, faithfully telling and speaking God's word to his people, and specifically to Aaron in this case. And friends, that's what we should see in the life of the church. Just like in the church today, the pastor, the preacher, or whoever God's man is at that place in that time, for that people should declare his word with much clarity, much boldness, and faithfully to the people of God. And unfortunately, the time in which we live, that just isn't happening all too often. No doubt in our nation today, no doubt there were many so-called pastors getting up in so-called churches, preaching a so-called gospel that is not the gospel of Christ. And it's a sad thing because they're getting up and what they're doing is they're telling stories, they're giving motivational speeches, they're taking verses out of context, they're not preaching faithfully the word of God, and so they're depriving people who are sitting under their words, they're depriving them of the truths of the gospel. 
and the hope that we can have in the gospel of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 through 16 say this, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge and the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning and by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way unto him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, and when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So what does, what does God give to the church? He gives to the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastor teachers, right? He gives preachers to the church so that the church can be edified, so that the church can be built up into its head through what? The faithful proclamation of the Word of God. What a beautiful picture we see here. Men of God who will faithfully declare the Word of God to the people of God so the people of God can respond to the Word of God in faithful obedience for their edification and sanctification. And that's going to lead me into my next point. And my next point I want to bring out is, is we're just going to look at the faithful obedience to the Word of God. When the Word of God is faithfully proclaimed, it it deserves a response. And that response should lead to faithful obedience. In verse 3, what happens after, after the Lord has spoken to Moses and after Moses speaks to Aaron faithfully what the Lord has spoken to him, what happens? Verse 3 says, and Aaron did so. Verse 3 goes on to say, he set up its lamps in front of the lampstand, listen, as the Lord commanded Moses. As the Lord commanded Moses. Look at me with verse 20. Thus did Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the people of Israel to the Levites. Listen to this part again. According to all that the Lord commanded Moses concerning the Levites, the people of Israel did to them. Faithful obedience to the word of God, to the word of the Lord. What grace we see here, friends. What grace we see in this passage. Aaron, no doubt, worthy of God's judgment, right? Worthy of God's judgment because of the role that he played during the building of the, of the golden calf. And yet verse 3 tells us that Aaron did so as the Lord commanded Moses. He did exactly what God called him to do. And what God calls all of his people, friends, what God calls all of us to do is to obey his word fully. 
as Aaron did here in this passage. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 33 says, You shall walk in all the way that the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live and that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land that you shall possess. John chapter 14, verse 23 says, Christ, here he's speaking, he says, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Friends, when we hear the word of God faithfully proclaimed with much clarity and much boldness like we do here every Sunday morning as Pastor Dallas gets up and preaches for us, we ought to respond faith, with faithful obedience. We ought to respond with faithful obedience if the word of God is proclaimed faithfully. Amen. And the next thing I want us to look at to read verses 10 through 11 once more. Which say, when you bring the Levites before the Lord, the people of Israel shall lay their hands on the Levites. And Aaron shall offer the Levites before the Lord as a wave offering from the people of Israel that they may do the service uh, of the Lord. And what I, what I want to bring out here, friends, is that the Christian, us, those who are truly in Christ, right? We are the New Testament Levites. We are the New Testament Levites. Finally, as the Levites were being set apart to serve the Lord by the laying on of hands here, right? Signifying their presentation to the Lord as a sacrifice. What, what, what do we see here? What is, in a sense, what we're truly seeing is that the Levites were truly living sacrifices. They were living sacrifices. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, very familiar, brothers and sisters, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Brothers and sisters, we are the New Testament Levites. And in light of the gracious and wonderful work that God has done on our behalf through Christ and through the cross and through the resurrection and through Christ's exaltation, that should cause us to live as a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Which is indeed our reasonable service. Let us never, ever cease in our labor for the Lord as we look at the latter part of our text, the heading, if you will, in, in, in the ESV version that I'm using here says retirement of the Levites. 
But when we read, there's really no retirement taking place. They're still serving the Lord. They're still serving the Lord in the tabernacle. Right? Friends, there is no retirement age in our service for the Lord. There may be some things that we can't do physically, but we are to still serve the Lord in whatever way it is. Whether it be ministering to the younger generation if we're older. Whatever. Our service never stops. We are to never cease in our labor for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, if you will, would you go to the Lord in prayer with me? Father, again, we thank you so much for this time, for this time to look at your word once more, God, to see this story, this historical account unfold in the book of Numbers. And Lord, what a, what a joy it's been, Lord, to, to watch and to hear as we have gone through this amazing book to see, Lord, how you uh, have so graciously worked amongst your people. God, we thank you for the truths that we find here that are, um, Lord, that we can so take to heart. Father, help us to do so faithfully. Help us to not be hearers only of your word, but help us to be doers. Help us to Respond to your word with faithful obedience. God, that uh, through that, Lord, that we might, through the preaching of your word, through the empowerment of your spirit, through the preached word, Lord, that we might be more and more conformed to the image of your son. And Lord, forever um, use the rest of our time that we have here for your glory and for your purpose. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray.